This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Nearly one in six restaurants around the country have closed during the pandemic, and those left standing are getting hit with the one-two punch, that is inflation and supply chain issues. So what is the path forward? I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Today on the show, how restaurant owners continue to find new ways to survive. Like many industries, COVID-19 has forced restaurant owners to reinvent and reimagine their businesses. And for some longtime family restaurants in the Chicago area, the newer generation says they're leaning on their parents' advice and legacy to weather the economic storm. Here to tell us about their experience are the co-owners of Soul Veg City in the Greater Grand Crossing neighborhood. Joining us are Lori C.A. Welcome, Lori. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for being here. And Lori's brother, fellow co-owner R.L. Israel. Hi, R.L. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for joining. Um, R.L., Recent first checked in with you back in the summer of 2020. Uh, back at that time, you had laid off about 50% of your staff. So talk to us about the challenges that you've faced over the past two years. One of the things I was able to do over this last period is bring people back to work and get people back started. So then, like you said, two years ago, we did have to get rid of people, and it was due to the COVID as a reality to the world at that time. And because it hit us so fast and it struck every sense of everybody's life, Mm-hmm. in the sense of whether it was fear of the unknowns or whether it was people actually getting and being sick, that um, we had to get rid of about 50% of the people. But since then, we've been able to bring those individuals back and been able to give them jobs and means to be able to take care of first themselves and then their family. So we're really proud about that. Yeah. Lori, what would you want folks listening to know about your experience as a restaurant owner during the pandemic? I would want restaurant owners to know that as tough as it is and as tough as it may be, if we show up every day as best as we can with what we have, working with what we have, that things will come around. If you have to make small changes in your menu, like one of the things we're eating the cost for um, inflation in terms of prices that have risen on us, we haven't transferred those prices to our customers. So it's tough, but showing up every day and being able to be consistent with it kind of makes a difference because at the end and the beginning of every day, Mm -hmm. everyone still eats. So we still provide something that everyone needs and more so wants. How have you handled this uh, 
rising inflation, Lori. Tell us more about that, where you're seeing sort of prices increase in your budget, for instance. Uh, So as I was saying, what we do is we'll take one item and we can make different things with one item. That kind of of cut down expenses for us. So I'll use for an example the black IP. We have a black IP mushroom burger. Mm-hmm. The black IP is used for the burger. Then we use the black IP as a tea itself. So that's two things there that you can do with uh, the burger, with our kale, with the with the black IP, not with the burger. With the kale, we have raw kale. We have cooked kale. We put kale in our smoothies. So when you can use one thing for many items, it kind of cut back on your shopping and what it is that you may need to get the things that the customers want without losing the flavor or the taste or having that for the customer. Yeah. RL, you um, mentioned a moment ago, you know, you've recently been able to expand. So can you talk to us more about that? So we we really thankful, if I could just make this note, we really thankful to the city of Chicago because we was closed for seven months during the pandemic. And throughout that time, we was able to rebrand ourselves, which you just spoke of at the beginning of the show, of Soviet City, because it's second generation owned, which we've celebrated 40 years last year with the rebranding and the re-grand opening of Soviet City. We was honored to have the mayor of the city of Chicago to cut the ribbon for us with that re-grand opening, as well as I just want the city to know that we are the first vegan restaurant in the Midwest. So, yes, they had restaurants that sold vegetarian options. Yes, they did. But as a whole... We are the first vegan restaurant. So throughout this time of being here these 40 years, we've been able to develop credibility, I would say, first with the people and then with the community at large. Mm-hmm. With I've been able to, over my period of me and my sister running it the last 14, 13 or 14 years, we have labeled this corner of corner of sanity in peace right here on the south side of Chicago on 75th Street. And I say that based on the question you asked and based on us being able to do so, it has given the patriots and our customers that level of safeness and freedom as well as joy of participating in what it would take to keep us here. So when Lori speaks about the inflation and us not transferring those high costs, rising prices to our customers. It's not that we don't want to stay in business. It's the passion and the compassion that we have for our customers. And as time go on, if needed, we would, and we are going to, but we've been able to maintain over this period and it's really due to, as Lori said earlier, it's being super creative. The yeah. more creative you be, the more open-minded you stay, is the longest you can maintain. And 
people feel more than they see. So our customers can feel the love that we bring through our every day of showing up, like Lori said, that um, we've been able to weather the storm. Yes, it hasn't been easy. I want you to know that it hasn't, and I want all our listeners to know that it's never easy. But as one of the old saying, things of value aren't never easy. You know, it takes super pressure to get one diamond. So we consider ourselves to be a diamond in the rough on the south side of Chicago. Lori, as Errol mentioned, uh, your parents started the restaurant 41 years ago. So what is it like for you being a second-generation restaurateur? Do you feel a pressure to continue the business for your parents? Initially, I would say I did because I never saw myself doing it. But the pressure now is just keeping it going. It's no pressure in, in the sense of where it's hard. Right now, we're at the point where it's enjoyable. It's exciting. You know, I love to share this story when I went to um, to college, to university, and I was excited. I went to my uh, accounting teacher, and I said, I am going to take over the family business. Any advice? And she said, yes, run for your life. (laughs) (laughs) And so I stopped and I looked. I'm like, I'm excited. Why is she telling me to run for my life? And as things progressed and went on and the more I got involved in the business, I saw it as a challenge and saw what it was like turning things around and making things different. But right now it's so exciting. I couldn't ask for a more better partner than my brother, you know, and he's not sitting next to me, so I don't have to feel like I have to say that, (laughs) but it's the truth. You know, we have taken what our parents started and laid a foundation, and now it's endless for us in terms of growth and dreaming and expanding, and I'm so excited about it. So the pressure was Initially, don't let your parents down. You know, we all say we don't want to let our parents down, and we didn't. But now we don't want to let ourselves down because we have our children and our children's children. And so now what our parents started, our children, our grandchildren, and their children will be here forever. This brand will be in many ways. It will show in many faces through Soul Veg City because— that's what the name was chosen for. My brother R.L. chose the name. We're going to be so Veg City, the one-stop vegan spot for everything. Yeah, love it. You know, and now we have um, our liquor license, so we can provide events and host events. And that's another way we're multitasking during this pandemic. It's like, what other things can we do? So now people can rent the space out for anniversary parties or birthday parties or baby showers, you know, where we can cater for that and provide that. So it's it's endless. The pressure is is for what's next for us now. That's the only pressure. RL, your parents developed recipes and, um, as you said, introduced people to, to, to vegan food, right? And that's yeah. something that you're still doing today with your sister and, and with your, your staff. What's that like? introducing folks to this vegan lifestyle and vegan food? It's really fun and really exciting. It's something you ask that question. 
because my mom, which is 82, she just showed up this morning. She was actually, small story, she was actually on her way to my sister's house. She couldn't get in because nobody was there. Why? My sister's at work, which we Lori I'm talking about. She couldn't get in, so Lori told her to come down here to the restaurant. And when she got down here, she came in the back, and I was so excited to see her. I just said, hey, Ma, I'm so happy you're here. Oh, you're the best. You're the reason we here and gave us this opportunity. I'm saying this really loud in the kitchen. The employees is looking like, what just happened? I share that story with everybody this morning because that's the excitement that I start off with every day. And I believe I got it from them. And I say that because if you don't realize as well as acknowledge where you came from, then you really, your path and where you want to go, you could jump off path because you really don't have no sense of where you came from. So with the recipes that my mom been able to develop over these years, and the energy and the support that my dad has had over these years with he used to wait tables his own self. He used to serve people the food his own self. And for me and my sister to be in this same position to be able to give back because we've realized that that's one of the biggest joys of life is when you can share. To receive is great, but to be able to share is one of the biggest joys we've been able to get from our parents. So, yes, the recipes is great. They're exciting. They're fun. And for me, being born a vegan, just side note, I've never had meat or dairy a day in my life. Mm -hmm. So what we serve here is all I've ever had. So that's another difference, too, I would say, that makes us different from other restaurants, is it's a business for them. It's who I am. It's my identity. Yeah. So when I'm making things, when I'm serving things, when we in our creative mode, it's coming from a deeper place than money. Yeah. It's coming from who I am and who I want you to experience by what you are partaking in. I love so, hearing about this passion, RL. It's so inspiring. Thank you. You know, Lori, Lori, before we uh, we go, because we're almost out of time here, you know, as you talked about, you and your brother, you're, you're very hopeful uh, about more growth for the business, more opportunities ahead. Um, I know that you're planning on creating a, a production facility for prepackaged meals. Anything else you see in the future for Soul Veg City? Uh, we see a lot. I don't want to spill the beans now, but um, expanding with different uh, properties around the city providing, like, the first vegan uh, daycare, you know, first vegan production facility and a lot of different other other things around the city because we enjoy giving back as well, like Ara said. So we've changed the lives of our employees here. So if we can provide jobs at different spaces, in different spaces, doing different things, allowing them to grow, allowing them to provide for their families, for their themselves, you know, we've seen that. We've had the dishwasher, a young lady who came in as a dishwasher, who is now our head cook. 
who was trained by me and RL, you know. So yeah. just seeing that kind of growth and development is what we what we continue to see and what we plan. Having our own school of management training, that's one of the things that we do that I will share that we're working on. The same way other companies have their school of training for mm-hmm. their businesses, that's one of the things for us. And our um, facility on, it'll be on 75th, it's up close uh, to Stony Island, where we'll have our production facility, but it, it will be a storefront as well, where you'll be able to get some of the options that nice. you can't get here at the restaurant. That's great. That is Lori C.A. and R.L. Israel, they are co-owners of Soul Veg City. Thank you so much. That's it for today's Reset. For more conversations about Chicago politics, news, and entertainment, subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and you can catch us back here tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.